0: Dear friends in Christ Jesus, once again I extend you all a very warm welcome to you to this Eucharistic celebration, 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A bishop spoke in in chapel at Yale University. He spoke for 15 minutes how the Y in Yale stood for youth then for another 15 minutes about how A stood for ambition, the L stood for leadership, and the E stood for energy. He spoke for an hour. After an hour, everyone was bored to tears. As the bishop finished his message, a student came and knelt in prayer at the altar. The bishop was impressed and asked, son, what was it in my message that moved you so? The student said, actually, I was just thanking God. This was not the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. (laughs) Dear friends in Christ Jesus, Theologians have debated the questions for centuries. Why did Jesus come to planet Earth? What was the purpose of Jesus' incarnation? The scripture himself, there are many evidences why Jesus came to planet Earth. In John chapter 10 10, I have come that you might have life, life in abundance. Again in Luke 19.10 The son of man has come to save to seek and save that was lost. In Matthew 20.28 Jesus said the son of man has come to give his life as ransom for many. In the gospel today Jesus said I have come to bring fire on earth. Fire on the earth. The word fire bringing fire is a word, is a casting fire or a throwing a fire. Jesus came to be a holy flamethrower. The fire he is speaking is not a literal fire, it is a spiritual fire. He is speaking of the banning, exciting, dynamic presence of God in the lives of people. In the, God, in the homily today, I want to show you from scripture what this fire is and what it can do in our life. First and foremost, fire, God's fire, it illustrates his dazzling presence. God sometimes he revealed through physical representation. That is called theophany. Fire is the most common theophany throughout the scripture we witnessed how God appeared to people through fire. When God appeared to Moses he spoke out of the flame of a burning bush. When Moses was receiving the Ten Commandments in the Mount Sinai again there was a fire. When prophet Elijah when he stood on Mount Carmel he called on God to send down fire and God showed up and banned up the sacrifice. And then on the day of Pentecost the tongues of fire came upon the apostles and they were filled with holy spirit. And throughout the scripture we see fire illustrates represents the dazzling presence of God. And now Jesus when he said I came to earth, to bring fire upon this earth, he wants to fill our lives with the presence of God. We live in a world challenged with darkness and there is uh, Jesus, he wants to us fill us the light, the fire of God into our lives. Remember when the apostles, on the day, after the day of resurrection, when they were walking with Jesus, they don't know Jesus was and when they spoke to him, they realized that and when Jesus was quoting and they, filled, they thought that their hearts were banning to listen to him, to lend their ear to Jesus. He wants that fire into our hearts. My dear friends, the, God's fire generates and what it can do in our lives and it can do unlimited power into our lives. There is a scientific field called thermodynamics. It deals with the relationship between heat and mechanical energy and process of changing one into another. Your car has an internal combustion engine that bans fuel and changes into motion that pushes the pistons and turns the drive shaft which turns the wheel, which lets you go, lets you get from one point A to point P. Electricity is produced in plants that use gas, coal or nuclear to transform heat into power. When you plug in, in, in an appliance in your home, that electrical current is again transformed back into some kind of energy. Here I want to introduce a new concept to you. I call it spiritual dermodynamics." Jesus said in Acts 1:8, "You will receive power after the Holy Spirit. you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. The Holy Spirit living in you is like the fire of God that generates the power you need to live the Christian life. He gives you the power to share your faith. He gives you power to forgive people who have hurt you. He gives you power to love unlovely people. In your strength, in our strength, we cannot live the Christian life. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. But the fire of God in our hearts will be like a spark that generates that energy. You need to live that Christian life. And my dear friends, and that fire is Jesus is giving us. The fire to love our enemies and fire to to share his faith. I see and without the fire will keep burning as long as it has fuel, oxygen, it has energy. But when it runs out of energy, it will go out. F- God is eternal but the power he provides us is not something we cannot take it for granted. Is always being there. We must tend the fire in order to keep it burning. There is a great lesson we can learn from fire on the altar of the temple. God gave this instruction in Leviticus chapter 6:12. The fire on the altar must be kept burning, it must not go out. Every morning the priest is to add firewood and arrange the burnt offering on the fire. If you don't tend the fire, it will simply ban itself out the sad thing is this can happen spiritually at this point i want you to stop for a moment as you ask yourself a very important question was there ever in your t- was there a time you were more excited and fired up about jesus than you are now has your zeal and passion for christ cooled it down during the 1960s and 1917 being cool was a good thing in the world television show Happy days there was a character named Francie who was the epitome of cool Everybody wanted to be cool to be cool. You had to look disinterested You never get excited. You never really become passionate about anything. You never got in a hurry You always kept one hand in your jeans and looked bored most of the time. You were just cool man. The problem is we have too many cool Christians. Paul said that he was fool for Christ and we are trying to be cool instead of fool for Christ. We have replaced that fiery dynamic Christian life for some kind of dispassionate mediocre substitute. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 19, Do not put out the spirits of spirits fire. Have you done that? Spiritual favor and fire can be extinguished by simple apathy. That's why God told the priest it was daily discipline to keep adding wood to the fire to keep it burning. If you neglect prayer, Bible study, your quiet time, your regular fellowship with other christians the fire will go out you don't lose your salvation you lose the joy of your salvation you lose your seal your edge and your favor has fire gone out i heard the heard about a preacher who served a little church on a winter sunday he arrived early and turned off the gas pilot lights and the gas supply for the church furnace he turned it off but he turned on the furnace fan. When the people arrived, they could hear the swish of the fan, but the building was cold. The title of his sermon that day was, the blowers still blowing, but the fire is gone out. That is an accurate description of thousands Christians. We are still going to church, serving and singing and giving, but the fire has gone out. And my dear friends and What the power of fire can do, it can eliminate and impure qualities. And the fire of God and that can purify us. And also when you are filled with the fire of God and God's fire radiates through his servants. Once God's fire is lit in your heart, you cannot keep it secret. When you place an iron bar in a blazing furnace, that bar begins to heat up. You can pull it out after a few minutes, it will be glowing. The same thing will happen to you when you are filled with the fire of God. You will literally be glowing white hot with your love for Jesus. Angels often described as having shining faces because they are exposed to the glory of God. That is where the idea of halos came from. When Moses saw the afterglow of God's glory... His face shone like he had been out in the sun for days. When Stephen, the first Christian martyr, stood before the Sanhedrin and declared they had murdered the Son of God, they picked up stones and killed him. But before he died, they said it looked like his face had been the face of the angel. When you have got this fire, you cannot keep it inside. Prophet Jeremiah He was a powerful testimony in the first reading today. He wrote, his word is in my heart like a fire. A fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Today, the church celebrates the feast day of Maximilian Golbe, who who gave of his life for someone, who took his place in the place of someone to give his life. And his life was filled for Christ, His life was filled for love for others and love for Christ. And my dear friends, let me ask you again. Jesus came to this planet earth and to fill this earth with fire. Fill our hearts with fire. Has this fire gone out in your heart? Are you known as glowing witness for Christ? Are you more concerned with being cool than red hot for Jesus? The fire can go out. That's why Paul wrote to young Timothy, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. You may be asking, how can I do that? First, admit the fire is gone out. Next, refuse to be a cool, apathetic believer. Finally, ask God to relight your fire. Amen.